Blog Talk Radio. Life's uncertain journey. Well, all right. I wasn't expecting that. Some of you know, for the last couple of weeks, I haven't been hearing any uh, background uh, jingle that we use in every week. But anyway, welcome, everybody. As you can see, uh, it's just me tonight. I have given my Aisunkun a a break, a much-deserved break. Um, She's just been so faithful in serving with me and helping me on the broadcast, and I know she has some things uh, going on uh, in her household. So um, just me and the Holy Spirit tonight, and, of course, my husband is right here with me, so we're just going to go ahead, and uh, I just want to welcome everyone um, and thank you for joining Life on Certain Journeys radio broadcast and uh, our Facebook family. Thank you for joining us as well. Uh, as many of you know, I'm Nadine Davis, and I'm your host tonight. And um, we're so grateful um, that uh, God has given us this opportunity to uh, have uh, this conversation with you and engage in a, a conversation that um, – that really helps us to view the things that are going on in our lives today through the lens of the the Word of God. And so I am uh, so very grateful for that. And, um, of course, uh, our conversations uh, are designed to come from a biblical perspective. Uh, Don't have a lot of philosophical answers for things and Thank God for all the sources of information that he's made uh, available to us. However, I'd rather lean toward the word of truth. I mean, it's been around for a very long time, and it has worked thoroughly in my life. So uh, that's where I like to stick to. So um, as I said before, welcome all of our uh, Facebook listeners. Thank you for joining, uh, joining me tonight. Uh, I solicit your prayers for me as uh, we move forward. Um, you know, coming out of to, uh, 2020, entering into 2021, it's really going to be quite interesting. But the beauty of what we have is we have the Lord on our side. Those of us who name the name of Jesus, we're not in this alone. We have him uh, here with us, helping us uh, to uh, sojourn this uh, foreign land. Uh, we are not, we are not of this world. The Lord told, um, praying to the Father in the garden, He says, "I'm not of this world, and they are not of this world." But He says, "I don't want to ask you to take them out of the world, but keep them by Your truth, and Your word is truth." And so that's what He's doing. So tonight, uh, we're going to finally end our conversation about the dangers of mixing tradition and truth. Because we want to be able to uh, move on to our our next discussion topic. Um, this conversation about truth and tradition had a lot to do uh, with had a lot to do with our celebrating traditional man-made holidays and leading others to believe that it is a biblical observation when it is not. That's the danger part that I'm praying that we will avoid um, because 
I'm telling you, we live in these Americas, the land of the brave and the free, and God has just uh, provided so much for us um, that um, if we're not careful, uh, the enemy will try to get his two cents worth in in ours and deceive us. And Jesus warned us that we got to look out for that. But um, between what we watch on TV and what we read in books and magazines and so forth and so on, um, we need to check all the information that uh, that we are calling truth. We need to verify that it is true, not somebody's opinion, not somebody's philosophical uh, meandering or none of that kind of stuff, but, but truth. And so that's primarily what brought us here. Um, as always, uh, it's our heart's desire uh, to inspire real, honest, and transparent conversations about what we see happening in our world today and how we are to respond to it. That is so critical. You see, the world is looking at the church because the church claims to have the answers. But when the world looks at the church and the church looks like the world, the world gets a little confused. And they can't tell the difference between where the world leaves off and where the church picks up. Well, we have to make sure that there's a clear delineation between the church, the people of God, the called out ones, and the world. Okay? And so uh, we can't be flippant about it. We can't be haphazard about it. Because for years, that's what we've been. We've been very flippant and haphazard about our witness. And it has been confusing to the world until now they've come to a point where they don't even want to listen to what we have to say. But we, we want to see that change because we are the ones that God has put in this earth for this generation to bring them to Christ. That's how they're going to come. And if we're not authentic in our relationship with our Savior, in our understanding of his word, in our fellowship with his word, and with the guidance of his Holy Spirit, then, you know, it's like the Bible says, like the blind leading the blind. We don't want that. We really want to see the world impacted for Christ by our witness, you see. So that's why we're having this conversation tonight, and I really hope that you all will engage me in, in this conversation. Um, Alicia and I have always told you time and time again, we don't know everything, you know, uh, but we want to uh, let everybody know that there are women of faith on this call who do have the Holy Spirit, just like we do. And what he may reveal to, to one of the other of us, he may not necessarily reveal to all of us at the same time. But whatever it is that he reveals, we want to be uh, prepared to share um, because we want, to, we want to engage our listeners in genuine real talk about real time. We want to do that from a biblical perspective. We want to learn how to filter what we believe, what we say, 
and what we do through God's word and not our pet peeves and our personal opinions. Now, for the longest time, that was a very difficult thing for me to do, for me to not take my pet peeves and and make it uh, a topic for someone else to think came from God. And we'll, we'll do that. We, we're, we're still in this, and so we're going to make mistakes, but God knows how to fix it. <clears throat> but as we grow and mature, we want to make certain that we filter what we hear God saying to our hearts through his word and that there's an alignment with the truth, you see. And that means you're going to have to know the truth in order for you to do that. You're not going to just, <clears throat> that's not going to happen by osmosis. It means you're going to have to have fellowship with the word, know what the word of God says so that you can know the difference. But uh, we believe that the only uh, truth that will set us free from deception is the word of God. To those of you who are watching us live on uh, Life on Certain Journeys Facebook page, uh, once again, please feel free to post your responses and questions and comments, and uh, we'll respond to you uh, right after the uh, broadcast is over. I'll read through them, and I'll be sure to respond to them and answer any questions uh, that may come up. Um, but I also want to let you know that you can also dial in simultaneously while you're watching on Facebook. You just have to turn one of the sources off so that there's no reverb uh, with the sound. But if you do want to be a part of the conversation, just dial 929-477-3427, and you'll dial right into the Blog Talk Radio broadcast. That way I can hear you, and we can um, hear each other and exchange our conversation. Also, for those of you who would like to watch the broadcast, you can do the same thing. You can still stay on the phone, but visit us at facebook.com forward slash Life's Uncertain Journey, and you can actually watch the broadcast if you like to. Um, but um, it's not required. Um, we started this conversation uh, primarily because of what we were seeing taking place around the Christmas holidays. Uh, people are hurting already and having to go out and buy presents and things just to keep up with a tradition or something like that. And, and, and the sad thing is that something that could possibly have been a wonderful thing can also be a problem, you see, because people now have lost their jobs. They've lost loved ones, and now they, they're going to have to deal with the memory of the loss of their loved ones during the Christmas holidays because this image of what Christmas holiday looks like now has been shattered for them, you see. And so, you know, I can't see the kingdom functioning that way. I don't see the kingdom God of God functioning in a way where it's good for some Christians but some Christians is not because of this, that, or the other. I, I just can't see that. But, uh, like I said, if we continue to keep the tradition in its category and keep truth in its category and not try to mix them up, 
you won't have so much pain. And so uh, that's what started this conversation because it was a concern for me. And uh, basically nobody else was talking about it. And I really thought that they should be talking about it. But anyway, so they didn't talk. So uh, I believe the Lord, you know, said, well, you say it. So um, we want to do what is necessary to ensure that people are not being deceived and tricked about a holiday that many have made a holy day. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm uh, going to ask you turn my husband's mic on so that he can go right ahead and uh, pray over our broadcast tonight. John, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Great. I, I was just thinking my, uh, in our spirit while you were uh, speaking, and 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 the Holy Spirit saying, uh, "This is war. We're we're at war. This is not a game. This is for our actually souls that we learn the truth, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, it's, and it's a separation." Many, uh, this the same thing to, we're talking about tonight, and that you're talking about tonight is the scripture when uh, those disciples, Christ went out two by two and came back and they told him, well, we did all the miracles and we raised the dead and all of that. And when he told them, that's great, but now you, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. We're talking about actually now becoming like Christ. You know, let him fill us. Let's, let's decrease and mm-hmm. him increase. And most of us don't want to do right. that. You know, we mm-hmm. want to stay that, you know, we're talking about they look at him as the baby, but not as the Jesus who actually mm-hmm. came into the world to save the one, the gospel. You know, uh, they don't want to talk, we're talking about the infancy, but not, not the, the adulthood where he says now uh, we, we no longer are children, but we are adults. We act like we used to do children, uh, childish things, but now we, we, we are, we're adults. We don't do those childish things. We put them away. And we don't want to do that. We want to continue in our uh, traditions and religious ways. And instead of, uh, uh, like you said, make disciples, first of all, become a disciple and then make disciples. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's our prayer, that, that, uh, that we, we let our old traditions go, that the Lord help us to do that. And, and, and then his commandment, and we don't, we say it. We know his commandment, the, 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 first, the last two, well, the new commandments gave us, the love is God with all our mind and all our hearts. And the second one is the same. We love each other like you know, we love ourselves. We can say that. And we do say it. We know the scripture. But we can't do it. Because we hold on to things. And when we hold on to things, we want forgiveness from our Father. But we don't want to give forgiveness to others. And that's because of our background. It's because we don't want to let go. And we need him in order to do that. We can't do it by ourselves. It sounds like we can but just like we want God to forgive our sins, we, we want to ask him to forgive our sins, don't remember no more, don't hold it against us. He wants us to do the same thing. But when we come to him, we're praying, and we, we, we're praying, but it's not sincere prayer because we don't, we don't follow what he says to do. So I'm asking the Lord tonight to help us, those who have ears, that, that, that hear the words, hear the Holy Spirit speaking to them, that this is war we are. It's for our actual souls. It's really uh, life and death that we're walking in. We don't know uh, what's going to happen down here, but we're not to fear that. But we're actually talking about not the first death, but the second death. We were talking about 
we need the Lord in our lives. We need him when we got an accident to come in. We got to do it for ourselves. I can, we can pray for each other. But Jesus said we have to come to him individually. We have to ask for forgiveness. We can't get you in. Your mama can't get you in. The pastor can't get us in. We got to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So, Father, this time I'm asking you, Lord, to help us. I'm asking you, the Father, heaven, to open our mm-hmm. hearts and our minds to help us to forgive one another, Lord. That this Father, heaven, when you see us, Lord, you see a clean slate like you gave us this clean slate, Lord. But dear Father in heaven, that we realize that we are precious in your we're precious in your sight, Lord. And that dear Father, you've forgiven all of our sins. And when we can't do something, we can ask you, Lord. Help us to remember that, dear Father in heaven. You actually said anybody that lacks the wisdom simply ask you, Lord. If we lack anything, mm-hmm. Father, you are our provider. Lord, we actually yeah. provide that Lord, the strength and the and the wisdom and the knowledge and the desire to serve you, Lord. We can't even do that, Lord. Help us, dear Father Heaven, as your children, Lord. We are weak. We are weak. We're only strong in you, Lord. But, dear Father Heaven, you said there's one body, Lord. And so, Lord, help us not to point our fingers at each other, Lord, because we're at different stages, Lord. Because when we're being in church, you know the hearts of man, Lord. So, Father Heaven, help us mm-hmm. not to point at people, Lord. It's because they've been in church and don't have the understanding yet, but they're growing. They're growing just like we're growing, Lord. So help us to remember that as we talk to one another, Lord, as we love on one another, Lord, as we encourage one another. Help mm-hmm. us to Father Heaven. And then, Lord, help us to remember, Lord, that every day we're to worship and praise you, not just this so-called season, this reason of man-made stuff. Mm-hmm. Dear Father Heaven, every day, let us realize, Father, you gave us breath again. You gave us another chance to get it right. Thank you. Thank you for that. We lift you up and we magnify your name. We ask you to let thy will be done in our lives. God will broadcast tonight, dear Father Heaven, the airways and stuff. And uh, keep, keep my wife, dear Father Heaven, covered, Lord. And I know the Father Heaven, Thank you're God. here because you're the, you're the, you're the uh, host and we're the co-host. And dear Father, you're in charge. <laughs> we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, sweetheart. Yeah, that is so very true. Uh, we have such a rich heritage in Christ. Uh, he actually has provided everything that we need. We don't lack any. Um, thank God that when we said yes to Jesus Christ, that he took us, according to Scripture, and put us in Christ. And we're safe in Christ. That's why you read a lot of, a lot of the epistles. Uh, they always talk about we have victory in Christ. You know, all, all the things that uh, is relative to our, our king existence is happening in Christ. Not in the world, but in Christ. And so um, while we are waiting for the ultimate uh, transformation where we begin to actually look like our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or the scriptures um, we're going we're on a journey and this journey is rife with all kinds of problems God never promises that this walk would be a cakewalk where we can sit back and twiddle our thumbs we have to be alert we have to be vigilant. We have to be watched, okay, because our enemy is a very subtle enemy. In other words, he's tricky. He can make something look 
divine. Scripture says he comes like a sheep, you know, like a sheep in wolf's clothing, you know, uh, like an angel of light, and and can fool believers of Christ, especially the young ones who don't know any difference. But because we've been safely put away in Christ, Christ has already written out the victory for us, and so He will protect us. He will lead us. He will guide us. You know, he will get us to our appointed destination. Depend on that. And I think the journey is made a lot easier when you are following the map. Now, as I would tell my husband, keep to the script. It's already been written. There's a a whole uh, book called the Bible where the Old Testament will tell you in stories about other people, the first, what I call the first church, the Israelites, who God interacted with. And you can read their stories. Beautiful thing about their stories is this. They sound like many of us. These weren't perfect people. These were people with problems. I mean, just imagine Joseph, his household. He had problems. His brothers wound up selling him into slavery. You see, his father had favoritism going on among his children. These are the issues of life that we all have. And when we came to Christ, they didn't go away. They're not meant to go away. They're meant to overcome, okay? That's what God wants to see happen. He wants to see us overcome those issues because Christ has gotten us the victory. So in this journey and through this process, we're going to have to learn that. You see, none of you all who are parents carried your child all the way till they was 10, 11 years old on your hip. You, you wouldn't do that. You wanted them to learn how to walk. And they would stumble and fall, and you you wouldn't even bother. You'd let them get back up and try it again until their legs were strong enough to walk. That's what's going on with us. We're going to fall. We're going to stumble. But our Father is there to pick us up. He says, I uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. That's what God does. And when I visualize that, I see myself with my kids with little walking along. I'm holding their hand. And if they would trip over something, I would lift them up so they wouldn't fall. That's what I would do as a mother. Our father does that for us as our father. So, no, you're going to trip. You're going to make mistakes. But he says, I will uphold you with my, with my mighty right hand. That's what he does. He'll, he, he keeps us safe. But he does not put us on his hip and carry us along. We're going to have to learn. And the the further along we go, the stronger we get. The the stronger our faith becomes, the stronger our walk becomes, the stronger our testimony becomes, the stronger our witness becomes. Because all along that journey, God is not only guiding us, but he's teaching us. He's given us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is there to teach us, to lead us and guide us on this journey. Because you will not make this journey without him. It's paramount. 
So um, I kind of digress off from that. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you to encourage you because, you know, some of the things that, you know, I'm even talking about tonight, I don't, I don't want it to discourage you. I, it's not about discouragement. It's about truth. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the, the whole point of it is that we understand the truth, we walk in the truth, so that the enemy can't trick us and deceive us. As I was saying before, what is a holiday should stay a holiday, and we should not make it a holy day. We shouldn't intertwine the uh, things of uh, the kingdom with things of man, okay? That's not the way it's supposed to work. Now, God institutes something. If you read in the Old Testament, you you read about he, he instituted holy days and festivals and all those other kind of stuff. God ordered it. He arranged it and he told them how to do it. That was his design. And he gave those to the Jewish people, and they followed them, okay, because God designed them, okay? So that's, that's something totally different. But when you have somebody who has taken and made a, day, a special day, December 25th, the day that Jesus Christ was born, you know, you know, God didn't institute that. That's not in the book. Okay, that's not in, in any of his uh, declarations or festivals or holy days that he set aside for the church. None of them celebrated Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Okay, not saying that there's anything wrong with celebrating Christmas. I'm just saying, make sure you don't mix the truth and try to make it look like it's a part of a biblical celebration. That's what. That's the only part that 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 I have issue with, and I, you know, I went before the Lord about it because it was troubling me. It was troubling me. So, anyway, um, Jesus warned his disciples and us about this very fact. 24, he warned uh, the disciples, take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, and will deceive many people. This is going to happen. It's it's already been happening, okay? What 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 it actually winds up looking like takes many forms, but it happens. I remember, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. His last name was Jones, and he took all these people out waiting for the rapture, waiting for Jesus to come get them, and they all drank poison and died. I mean, they actually followed this man, and they did what he told them to do, you see. So it's not like it's impossible. It can happen to any of us. But if you know the truth, the truth will, will, is what will set you free. If you don't know the truth, then the enemy can, see, can, can deceive you with anything. 
But Jesus said, uh, Christ's name, um, he said that they will say that I am, I'm, I am Christ and will deceive many. Christ's name at the beginning. But I assure you, he didn't put it there. You see, Jesus knew what would be the greatest issue of our day and warned us about it. That thing that he warned us about, and Paul, Paul warned thing when he, in his epistle to Timothy and the others, deception is going to be the issue of our day. And that's what we must guard against, beloved. We must guard against deception. It's going to mark the end of the age. And we've seen so much of it ourselves here in the United States. You don't know what's real. You don't even know what the truth is. You watch the news. I'm telling you, they got so many news stations popping up now, I've never even heard of them. And all of them, they're not even saying the same thing. I mean, it's it's just the way that this world is because Jesus prophesied this is what's going to happen. So if Jesus has already warned us about it, and told us to be watchful of it, that's what we need to do. So that's why I'm, you know, being very uh, careful to not just sign off on everything because it looks nice or because it feels nice. You see, we have a tendency as citizens in this, in this country to want nice things, you see. And it's unfortunate that we've become accustomed to nice things. So we don't live in the bush where we have to be running from lions all night and, and those kind of things. You know, we have cars to take us from one place to the other. You see what I'm saying? We got refrigerators that will freeze our food and keep it cold for us. We've been accustomed to nice things. But when bad things starts to happen, we lose it. We can't deal with it. You see, people in the bush they see a lion, they know to run and climb a tree, because that's how you know that's how they they've been trained to live in that environment. And what have we been trained to do? Like nice things. Look at your TV set. Oh, I want that. Oh, did you see her shoes? I'm shoes. You all have heard the conversations coming out your own mouth. Mine too. I'm not talking about y'all like I wasn't a part of it. Oh, no. I've been there, done that. I'm just bringing it to the light because you've got to be watchful and careful because if the enemy know what to lure you with, He's going to use it. He's going to use that very thing you're looking for to lure you into a trap. But you have to maintain your, your knowledge of what is written, your knowledge of what Jesus has already warned us about and what the Holy Spirit is prompting you in your heart. You got to keep all that in the forefront. I'm sorry, I had to take a 
call, so my my voice won't go away. But um, we we have uh, been put in this generation for this generation, and we've got in God's way, or it will backfire on us. There are some things that we have learned, things that we have been taught over the years, okay, that are troublesome because we we don't even we haven't even checked out what we have embraced and believed is true. We just took it because the person said it's somebody we like, and it's it's really causing a lot of trouble problems. But um, let you all know that John and I oversee Charlotte Christian Fellowship. This has been our assignment since we moved here to Charlotte. Uh, right after uh, our church home is um, Still Creek Church of Charlotte. Uh, that's where uh, we fellowship. That's where we, we serve and labor. Uh, not too long after moving down uh, here to Charlotte, um, the Lord gave my husband uh, Charlotte Christian Fellowship, which was is, uh, was an outreach ministry uh, that God gave us to proclaim the gospel and and make disciples, and so that's what that's what we embarked on doing. And the Lord opened the door, and uh, in 2016, and I think that's when we have our first <laughs> our first fellowship. <clears throat> but uh, God has continually been blessing and allowing us to fulfill this passion that He has in us. For, uh, for proclaiming his gospel or making disciples. Uh, I'm also the author of Life's Uncertain Journey, One Woman's Battles for Her Sanity, Her Marriage, and Her Family. And that really was the catalyst for all that's been happening with the broadcast and the conferences and all the other wonderful things that God has been doing uh, as a re- result of our obedience to at least step out on faith and do what we believed he was telling us to do. And so uh, this broadcast um, is being heard uh, all across the United States and in in other foreign countries. And so we thank God for the privilege and the opportunity, the open door that he gave us, that we would be able to have a venue to be able to proclaim the gospel and follow the path that he set for us. Uh, The other thing that God did was he allowed uh, me to start the Women Who Overcome ministry, which is also an outreach to women because the story, my story is about the struggle that I had as a young wife and mother uh, with the devil trying to take my life. You know, I was um, had mental issues. I, I was in, in the mental institution for, <clears throat> for several stints that you know, I almost lost my children. But I'm on the other side of that story now where I've seen the hand of God move and work and do some awesome things in my life. And I wanted to tell that to other women who may be in the same uh, fix that I was in, you know, believing lies and stuff like that, having the enemy knock me upside my head because I didn't know any truth. But I want to be able to proclaim the truth. God send me. I want them to know who they are and whose they are so that the enemy won't be able to do them do to them what he did to me. I can, can reach some, but 
anyway, God has given us his privilege, my husband also, um, and I have another broadcast on Thursday night called uh, New Beginnings. And uh, God has even put that together where, you know, at first he started out on Wednesday nights, but things began to change and and God opened the door for me to join him on Thursday night where the two of us can talk about family matters. We can talk about, uh, you know, those kinds of issues that, that impact relationships and things like that. We still are uh, trusting the Holy Spirit to give us our topics of discussion, but uh, we have this venue now where it's not just about the women. We get to talk about family matters and relationships and marriage and things like that, and we can invite some of our friends that uh, walked alongside us and we walked alongside them, and they can tell you their stories about how God has really been uh, moving in their lives. And so that's called New Beginnings. It's every Thursday. We started our first one last Thursday. Uh, it's every Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. And if you want to be a part of that, the number is 657-383-1624. That's the number for our Thursday broadcast called New Beginning. Uh, it's dealing more with uh, with family issues, marital issues, and what you know, whatever, whatever topic the Holy Spirit gives us to talk about, that's what we plan to do. So uh, both John and I, and this is wonderful, you know, wonder, after God was able to, to get us straight uh, and put us in ministry together, he gave us both the same passion. You know, we both love the gospel and we both love uh, walking with people in discipleship relationships. So my husband... Um, has a ministry to men, you know, and he, uh, not only men, but also is, is to all the uh, members of our family, he sends out a daily word to them, you know, to encourage them. He's been doing that for ages, you know. And so uh, God has given him that gift to, to be able to uh, to do that and uh, and to disciple people through the word of God. And he has, for, for me, open an opportunity for me to be able to uh, start the women who street and disciple women in one-on-one uh, discipleship relationships. God did that, okay? And, and I thank him for it because I'm telling you, I've seen these young women's lives change. You know, he, look, the way that it works, is that God does ascending. I'm not hunting down a whole bunch of women sitting and do Bible study. No. I, I, I'm waiting for God to send those whose heart are hungry for him. See, there's a difference. There are people who just want to know stuff, but there are people who want to know Jesus. Those are the ones I ask him to send to me because those are the ones I know God has called on their life. Because those are the ones with it and pursue him. And he promised them, if you diligently seek me, you're going to find me. And I tell her that. Baby, you just keep right on seeking him because he's going to make sure you find him. Because he, he created them with a purpose in them for this age. And so helping them to get there is my heart's desire. And so uh, it's called Disciple Me. And uh, currently uh, I have several women that uh, are going through 
that discipleship uh, process right now. And um, very soon uh, there will be a core of other women who have also gone through the training and are ready and prepared to take other women through. You see what I mean? That's how the kingdom of God is advanced. He says, go into all the world, he told the disciples. I want you to go. So first he said this, all power in heaven and earth is given to me. You see, Jesus is not a baby in a manger. Jesus is a ruling king, sovereign Lord. And when he defeated Satan, hell in the grave, had no more authority over us, that opened the door for us to be able to have the freedom to serve God in the fullness in the fullness of his anointing. And he said, now, I got the keys. I'm the king of glory. All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. So now you can go. He got us coming. You see? He's going to be the one that's taking care of us, providing for us, giving us the ability and the enablement to, to, to proclaim his gospel and make disciples. But that's what he created. 18 through 20, go into all the world and preach my gospel, baptizing folks in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them what I taught you. I'm ad living it, but you all heard it time and time again. Teach them what I have taught you. Another key pointer, you can't teach what you've never been taught. There are so many people now who are behind pulpits and behind Podums and things like that And they're teaching you something that they read in a book Not something that Jesus actually taught them That they have actually experienced But they'll give you the instructions Somebody else gave them That's not the way it works You see you, you, He says You must through much tribulation Into the kingdom That tribulation that you're going to go through is going to be the evidence of somebody else that you can go through. But you won't be talking to them from something you read in a book. You'll be talking to them from experience. I know that even though Satan wanted me to take my life and try three times, God is able to save because he saved me. And he reached out and, and, and snatched me out of that web of lies that Satan was telling me so that I can now live for him. That's what God does. So I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that whatever issues you're facing in life right now, if you are truly born again, you have nothing to worry about. Believe me, God is able to do everything his word says that he can do. And he's going to do everything his word says he's going to do. One of my uh, uh, students asked me the other day to pray pray that um, – that things go smooth or something like that, that everything works out. For. And I told her, I said, baby, I can't pray that. I said, but then I'll be stunting your growth. You see, you need those obstacles. You need those struggles in life because that's what's going to give you strength in your spiritual legs so that you can walk this thing out. You see, God wants you to be able to come through. It's like being in a, uh, uh, what do you call it, when you first join the Army boot camp, I think is what it's called. Yeah. They're not going to let you come in there and give you a gun and tell you to go fight. They're going to train you first. And believe me, it's going to be training. 
training that you ain't never, you probably wouldn't have signed up for if you knew what it was like. But that's what you have to be trained. You have to know how to use your weapon. You have to learn know how to, you know, detect your enemy. All those things they teach you. <clears throat> well, God does the same thing. The trajectory of your life, and He's going to allow, allow those obstacles that He allow the situation to come to you. It's because He's already gotten the victory for you. He just wants you to walk it out. Walk, walk, walk it out. And let him show you some things. He'll show you that you have the ability to overcome because he's the Holy Ghost is in you. But if you don't never try, you won't know it. Okay, so um, so anyway, <clears throat> I'm gonna um open up the uh I did something wrong here now, and I can't get back to my screen. Let me see if I can get back to um, the screen where I can turn the mics on. Okay, here it goes. All righty. I'm going to turn our mics on because I want to hear from you all uh, and know that, as always, we tell you all, don't be shy. You got the same Holy Spirit that I have, <laughs> and um, you have the same wisdom. Christ is not divided. So we want to be able to share. Um, I'm still asking the Lord's help regarding uh, the topic that we're talking about tonight because at the end of the day, uh, we want to be sure that we're doing what God wants us to do. There's no doubt that we're at the end of the age. So that means that we need to be about getting our lives in order, making sure that we're awake, that we're alert, that we're not being deceived, and we can't take chances. Okay, God wants us to be ready. Because any t- time, you know, <clears throat> he could show up. We don't know the day and the hour that he showed up, and you don't need to know. You just need to be ready. So we want to stay positioned for God's divine favor because we need to be. We don't want to think <clears throat> think a moment that uh, we're not pleasing God. Like Alicia said last week, we simply must learn how to walk in agreement with his will and his word. So if any of you are new to the the broadcast, I want to welcome you. Sorry I got started off and didn't even welcome anybody. But if you're new to our Facebook Live page, thanks for joining us tonight. I hope that you all will come back and join us again. And for those that are watching us on Facebook, if you want to join the conversation, like I said earlier, you can dial 929-477-3427 because I can't see your post. I'm sorry, I can't see the post, Facebook post. On on my um, my laptop. So um, if you want want to talk, you can call that number, or go ahead and post your questions anyway, and I'll make sure once we're done, I'll answer them. Um, that way, uh, you can be heard and be a part of the conversation. So <clears throat> please remember to stay muted until you want to talk, so that we won't have any background noise. And um, here are two scriptures I want to read before I open uh, to you on the broadcast. Here are two scriptures I want to give you. The first one is Revelation 12, 9. It says, the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of, the, of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. I'll tell you what it said again. The, the dragon was thrown down. He is the serpent of old. 
Somebody needs to mute your phone. I hear you. We can hear you moving around. Please. Thank you. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who was called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. I wanted you to hear that because that's what he does. And this is why Jesus warned his disciples so that they could warn us that in this day, our day, he's going to be having a heyday and deceiving the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him clearly says that in the latter time, our time, some will abandon the faith. You hear that? Abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Lord Jesus, help us. This is in our day. Okay? And the only uh, means by which we can avoid any of this is knowing the truth. He goes on to say, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Nourished on the truth and of good teaching that you have followed. But he says, I want you to have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. He would rather that you train yourself to be godly. And you do that by reading the word of God. And those two particular scriptures is one of the reasons why I brought this whole topic up in the first place. You know, really not desiring that any of us yield to any of the deceptive tactics that the enemy may present us. And remember, like I said, I'm not telling you that traditions are bad. They're also bad ones, but there's some good ones. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about mixing tradition with truth coming from God, and it's not. Okay. So... I'm compelled to share this in hopes that some will hear and escape the session. The mature in faith, they understand. But we must beware of the young in faith, the newbies. They don't know They don't know Satan's tricks and his taunts and deception. They don't know it. So we've got to look out for them to ensure that they don't get woven, you know, get caught up into a web of lies. There is danger associated with mixing tradition with truth. And last week, Alicia and I attempted to make it clear that we're not speaking against traditions. Okay, I just had to say that again because somebody's going to go back and tell somebody that I said said uh, that Christmas is bad. I know somebody's going to do it, but, you know, I have to let, let them deal with, with the Lord about that. The truth of the matter is 
what I'm saying to you is it's bad to mix tradition with truth. Amen. Got to find where this background noise is coming from. Hold on for a second. And um, let me see. Okay. Think I got it. Okay. So um, I wanted to share something that um, Alicia shared with me, and it really blessed me. And um, let me see if I can pull it up. Hold on for a second. And um, we kind of shared a little bit about what we were going to be talking about tonight. And she really um, added uh, great value to um, to what it is that I was attempting to say, because, you know, she always it has a, a way of presenting uh, the word in a clearer way than I do. And she said, hey, Nadine, uh, uh, we keep, we need to keep Jesus as the image. Hold on. We keep the Jesus Holy Spirit as the image of a newborn baby. Therefore, when we do that, we fail to acknowledge him in his true and full power and authority. So when we tell the story of his miraculous conception and birth and life and resurrection, we must not stop at the manger. Amen. We have to make sure that we acknowledge him entirety so our witness doesn't lessen who he really is. Well spoken, Alyssa. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. We have to. We simply must make sure that we present Jesus in his entirety. Entirety. You cannot just talk about the baby, Jesus, okay? And, you know, just this morning I was telling her as I was um, asking the Lord about how best to uh, present, you know, what was, what was going on in my, in my mind. Um, the uh, the thought came to mind. Uh, why is it that Christians get so much pleasure out of seeing Jesus depicted as a baby in a manger, but not depicted as the King of Glory? Stay with me now, okay? Because I'm trying to help you to understand what might happen if you're not fully engaged in the totality of who Christ is, like Alicia said, you can't stop at the manger. And the unfortunate thing is that many times the story stops at the manger. It's about a baby. But Jesus is not a baby anymore. So the question came up, how would you feel if somebody uh, treated you like you were still a baby? Disregarded the fact that you're an adult, all the struggles that you went through and accomplishments that you made, and they just still want to Google you and all that other kind of stuff. I don't think you'd like it. I know I wouldn't. Well, guess what? Jesus is no longer a baby. Jesus is a risen king. He's the king of glory. He's no longer in a manger. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. We have to teach the totality of his life. 
Yes, he had to come as a baby because that's the only way he could enter into this realm, you know, and, and be effective in what God sent him to do. He had to be born as a human. Fine. But he couldn't stay a baby because then he wouldn't have been able to accomplish what God sent him to do. Most grown men and women, you know, you know, they don't want to be treated like babies. They want to be respected for what, you know, for what they've accomplished in life. And so does so does Christ. I don't I don't, I don't think that he still wants us uh, teaching people to focus on a baby in a manger without telling the full context of what he did when he came. So um, I'm going to open the mic, and those of you who have questions, comments, please feel free to share. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty thick-skinned woman, and it's you know, something I said that you have a question about or you don't understand or you disagree with, you can feel free to say it. I mean, there's, there's no uh, no issue with that at all. That's what we want to do with this broadcast is be real. Anyone? Hello? Okay. Well, I guess nobody wants to share tonight, and I can't. I'm so sorry. I cannot see... Uh, if anybody is actually posting questions on on the uh, on the website, uh oh, she can ready to cut us off. Well, anyway, uh, I hope that you get my point. It has nothing to do with whether Christmas is good or bad. It has everything to do with making sure that we give people the full gospel. That we are taking a total picture of who Christ is so the people understand. The Bible even says if Christ wasn't raised from the grave, we are most miserable and we're still in our sin. So that's important that we make sure that we let people know that Jesus Christ is the King of glory. Father, thank you for our broadcast tonight. I pray in Jesus' name that you will give clarity to our, our hearts, Lord God, so that we may represent you well. We ask you to bless every house, uh, the household that's on this broadcast tonight. Keep them, lead them, guide them according to your truth, because your word is truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Next week, uh, we are probably going to do a, um, a, a re-record, uh, so you can join us if you like, and then we will definitely look forward to seeing you in the new year. God bless you. Amen. Thanks, Paulette. Good night.